NFL awards are in MVPs, rookies of the year, new Hall of Famers for the 2023 class, and of course, our picks for Super Bowl 57 coming up on today's Peacock and Williamson. NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson bring you expert NFL analysis every day in less than 30 minutes. Get an inside look into the NFL on the field and in the front office. With elite breakdowns, next-level analysis, and in-depth information only for the real NFL fans. This is Peacock and Williamson, and it starts now. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show. Brian Peacock alongside Matt Williamson at BD Peacock at Williamson NFL on Twitter. Thanks, everybody, for making us your first listen on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode of... Peacock and Williamson is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of the NFL and now the Locked On Podcast Network. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. Uh, it's a big news day, and it kind of always sneaks up on me with the NFL honors that happens right before the Super Bowl. And, and of course, we got to make our picks, and we're going to take a look at this Super Bowl 57 when the Eagles have the ball, when the Chiefs have the ball, make our picks for the Super Bowl, who will be hoisting the Lombardi Trophy to end the 2022 NFL season. But uh, we've got some awards. And uh, one of those, in fact, the number one and two in the MVP voting are the quarterbacks in Super Bowl 57, Patrick Mahomes and Jalen Hurts. And I guess it should be no surprise that Patrick Mahomes takes home his second MVP. No, it isn't a shock. I thought it was his best year as a pro which is really saying something. I mean, real quick on Mahomes. I, I was listening to the Athletics podcast. Robert Mays and Nate Tice, I think, were doing it. And they were talking about what quarterbacks have come into the league. And I, I realized Mahomes sat his first year and made the impact that he has. And they mentioned Brady. They mentioned Roethlisberger. Because those guys won two titles very early in their career. But it's so different. They were handing the ball off and playing defense. You know, they weren't the locomotives of their team, you know. And I thought, well, Dan Marino kind of was. But I was going to say Dan Marino, yeah. but he never won it. But yeah, he was came out like gangbusters and was throwing right. the ball like nobody's seen. And still to this day, people compare the Patrick Mahomes of the world to Dan Marino with the arm talent. Right. But Mahomes has the, the wins, the postseason wins. And the production, you know, yeah. it's kind of like Ben and Brady and Marino all mixed into one. Yeah, it is. It, it's, it's amazing. It's, it's, it's the greatest start to a career. And I remember in a mailbag segment recently, someone talked about Patrick Mahomes now being the goat and Tom Brady passing it off to him. And it's like, well, wait, but it's like, he's going to get there, you know, as long as nothing catastrophic happens, but wait for it to happen first. There's still Manning and there's still Tom Brady and there's still all time greats. You, you don't just extrapolate an entire career out of the first five years, but going by the first five years, this is the greatest career we're potentially ever going to see right now. And it's happening. And if he gets that second Super Bowl win, that'll be massive. Already two MVPs, his third Super Bowl. If he gets the second Super Bowl win, you're talking about a dynasty and an unheard of start to a career. That's where I was going with this. I mean, he kind of uh, took the words out of my mouth was, yeah, Ben and Brady were important pieces because they're quarterbacks. But think how much better both those guys got like years six through 15. You know, I mean, they hadn't come close to hitting their peak yet. And Mahomes just had his best season. Is he going to get better incrementally like Brady and Ben did and really take, you know, take another huge step forward? That's what quarterbacks do at this age. You know, this is when they start to really hit their stride. That would be miraculous. No surprise in Nick Bosa, runaway winner for Defensive Player of the Year. 
for the 2022 season. How about the New York Jets, though? Double dip in offense and defensive rookie of the year with Garrett Pretty Wilson, yeah. the 10th pick in the draft, and uh, the the top five selection cornerback Sauce Gardner, who won by a landslide as defensive rookie of the year. Yeah, I have no arguments with any of those three awards. They would have been my vote for every one of them. I will, I will say, I'm not taking anything away from Garrett Wilson. I think he's going to be tremendous. We talk about him all the time on Locked On Dynasty. It's just an asset that's coming up like crazy. But it was not a strong class of offensive rookies. You know, there wasn't a quarterback that dominated start to finish. You know, who was you – know, Brees Hall got hurt. Walker didn't play the whole time. You know, so it was not a tremendous class in terms of production. But good for him. I think he's going to be a star, and Sauce Gardner was an easy one. Yeah, and, and what Garrett Wilson did with that revolving door at quarterback for the Jets, right. too. So when you when you look at it that way, it was really a remarkable rookie season for, for Garrett Wilson. He's obviously so talented, even though the numbers were very similar to his Ohio State teammate, uh, Chris Olave. He oh, came man. in fourth, and I, and I think the best um, example of this rookie class, no one running away on the offensive side, was Brock Purdy playing, starting, what, six games? Uh, what was third in the voting? Was he third? I didn't see yeah. how it ended up. Yeah, yeah, he was yeah, third, yeah. and Olave was fourth. Okay, did you happen Actually, to catch who was two? I'm sorry. Did you happen to catch who was two? Uh, two was Walker. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two was Walker. And in fact, the old voting where you would just vote for one guy, Walker actually had more first place votes than Wilson. Oh, so wow. Old style voting, Walker would have been rookie of the year. He had 19 first place votes, but Wilson had 18, one fewer first place, but then had a lot more second, third. Okay. And we'll talk about this much more in the offseason, but you got to be awfully happy with the Jets and Seahawks rookie classes. I mean, I would oh, no doubt. Uh, what's his face? Uh, the, the corner from Seattle had to be number two in the votes on defense, you know? Yes. Yeah. Um, amazing. Yeah. A really good crop of corners last year. Yeah. And looking absolutely. like a, a really solid class of corners this year, although we might not have that shutdown guy, but who knows? We, we might because we didn't we expect might, right. shutdown guy. I guess not shutdown, but we didn't expect what we're going to see from a fifth round pick either last year. So, so we'll see if that class ends up looking. Yeah. Like. Um, offensive player Impressive. of the year was. Justin Jefferson, I think no surprise there. In fact, it wasn't really much shocking as far as uh, any of the awards no. went. Uh, D'Amico Ryan's assistant coach of the year, hmm. uh, Brian Dable, coach of the year. So congratulations to all of them. I think it's probably the way we would have voted going for me. We talked about yeah. with these awards coming into it. Yeah, I don't have any dispute with any of those. I hate to say this because Hall of Famers are tremendous and, you know, I do have some issues with a couple of the Hall of Famers that got into the I was going to say, yeah. I, I, we both thought that Zach Thomas was Hall of Very Good. Yeah, I still believe and that. And he had to go above Zach Thomas to be a Hall of Famer. But Zach Thomas, congratulations. Miami sure. Dolphins is, uh, has, is going to be part of the Hall of Fame class of 2023, along with Rondé Barber, Daryl Rivas, Joe Thomas, Demarcus Ware, and then uh, from the Veterans Committee here, we've got the Don Coryell. I mean, he's got an offense named after him. Eric Coryell is kind of surprised that he wasn't already in the Hall of Fame, to be honest with you, just because of the name. Uh, famous NFL coach, obviously. He's in the contri coach contributor category. Uh, Chuck Howley, Joe Klecko, and Ken Riley. So congrats to all of them. Yeah, and real quick, I mean, again, congrats to all of them. It's a tremendous honor. Um, I need to get back up there. It's just two hours up the road. I haven't been there in a while. Um, I've been lobbying for Coriel for what feels like over a decade. I mean, I, I don't know why it took him that long. Super creative. I mean, people didn't use tight ends like that. He used Kellen Winslow until he came along. I mean, that's a big deal. Look at look at Kelsey tonight. You know, on sun, Sunday, that stuff doesn't happen without Coriel. Um, I thought Thomas and Revis were slam dunks, and I'm glad that there was no issues with them first time around. 
no problem whatsoever with where he would probably have been one of my five, but frankly, I thought Thomas and Barber are hall of very good guys. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Same here. I'm a, I'm a small hall guy. So those would be out for me. Mm-hmm. If you're a big hall guy, I can understand why they would get in, which means, you know, guys who didn't get in this round, like Patrick Willis, who has a Willis resume. versus Thomas to me is, is an easy one on your guy, you know? <laughs> right. Yeah. It's, it's, and you know, maybe Tom, Thomas accumulated more tackles throughout his career and, and Patrick Willis kind of stopped early. Right. But mm-hmm. I think we're going to start to see a lot of those guys where you have to look at their peak because they did retire early before mm-hmm. collecting, you know, crazy, you know, a lot of them, you know, Calvin Johnson and yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Barry and, Sanders is a, Barry Sanders, example, right. Right, right. a lot of those where you have to start looking at peak because just stats alone is not enough, but uh, it looks like we're going to have a lot of both where you're going to get peak and you're going to get uh long-term statistics, both getting in is, is mm-hmm. I think the way it's going to go for the most part. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I don't look at Thomas and Barber and go, Oh, that's a hall of famer. And to me, I, that's the easiest criteria. Charles Woodson, hall of famer, you know, Rob Woodson, right. hall of famer. Exactly. Barber, so, eh. Joe Thomas and Darryl Reeves is like, yeah, of course get in the first right, time. Right, right, right. Like, yeah. It takes you four times. And it's like, yeah, probably I would still vote no on those guys. Mm-hmm. Even though they're really good. You got to draw the line somewhere. Hey, absolutely. So again, it's not a terrible class. It's just uh, you know, two of them. I wouldn't have been my votes. How about Super Bowl 57, Matt? Yeah. It's time to officially put our names on the line here with our picks for Super Bowl 57. Will it be the Philadelphia Eagles or the Kansas City Chiefs? Next. Today's episode of Peacock and Williamson is brought to you by Blue Nile. Dot com Valentine's Day. It's coming up. It's coming up quick, which means romance is in the air a little more than usual for a lot of you lovebirds out there and probably had your date plans on the calendar for weeks. But have you found the perfect Valentine's Day gift yet? Whether you're celebrating this day of romance or maybe you're ready to pop the question, you can find jewelry as unique as she is with the modern convenience of online shopping at Blue Nile. Com. At BlueNile.com, you can find the perfect piece of jewelry for life's special moments or even create the custom engagement ring of her dreams. Simple online tools allow you to choose the diamond shape, size, clarity, as well as setting style. Blue Nile's expert jewelers go to work and handcraft that perfect piece to your specifications. Expert guidance as well, in-depth educational materials and unique online tools to place you in control so you can forget the usual hassles of the jewelry shopping process every order insured arrives quickly in discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside shipping is free and so are returns so right now you can save up to 50 percent at blue nile.com that's blue nile.com for up to 50 percent off blue nile.com today's episode is also brought to you by the new sports book partner of the locked on podcast network that's right FanDuel, america's number one sports book super excited for our new sports sports betting partner and there's so much for you if you are new to FanDuel, it's even better so many great features to make betting on sports fun and easy and the no sweat first bet for super bowl 57 you'll get up to three thousand dollars back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win so if you're a new user at FanDuel go sign up at FanDuel.com slash locked on for that no sweat first bet and we're talking so many options to bet on Super Bowl 57 of course point spread money line but tons of props I mean there's just there there's dozens of props just for each quarterback in this game what what's their first target going to be how many yards how many touchdowns um, you know, and, and then you can build your own parlay. And I love the website. It's so easy to use to go navigate and find the bets you want to make. Build your own bets at FanDuel. So join FanDuel today at FanDuel.com slash locked on to claim your no sweat first bet 
on Super Bowl 57. That's fanduel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. We talked a lot about Patrick Mahomes and his historic start to his career, Matt. So let's start with when the Kansas City Chiefs have the ball and when they're on offense. And the darn near undefendable Mahomes to Kelsey combination, because I think this is so huge for this football game, is no matter if it's a, you know, just dink and dunk your way down the field, Kansas City getting a lead early is so important because of how the and a lot of teams are like this and Kansas City is no different. But I think it's just even more so with the way the Philadelphia Eagles play is they play so much better with the lead. That's the style they want to play. So for the Kansas City to go down the field, even if you target Travis Kelsey 15 times on the first drive, get down there, get points so you can play the brand of football you want and put the onus on um, on the the. The, the the Philadelphia Eagles to throw for points. So Eagles fans wanted to lynch me when I said, well, they had the easiest schedule in the league and they haven't played, you know, a real difficult slate of playoff teams. But folks, that's just a fact. I mean, I still think they're the best team in the league. Doesn't but, mean they're not good. We just haven't. They're just right, not as battle tested right. as, as other teams uh, that, that right. have been in the Super Bowl. That's, you know, it's no, it's no knock on them. It's just the way it is. They have not seen a quarterback like Mahomes, and I guess every team can say that, but they have not faced a very difficult slate of quarterbacks. I think Dak Prescott kind of stands out as the best one, and what's he, the eighth or ninth best quarterback in the league? You know, they have not faced a murderer's row of quarterbacks, but I still think they're pretty well equipped in this one in that they give such little production to outside receivers that I think you'll leave those corners alone outside the numbers a lot. I mean, I think Tyreek Hill is going to be really missed in that facet that I'm sure the Eagles are looking at this like, if Juju and Valdez Scantling are the reason we lose this game, I can live with it, you know? know, And their safeties and linebackers are all very good coverage players, but it's probably the weakness of the defense, which obviously leads us to Kelsey and all the crossing routes the Chiefs run. So those guys are going to be tested quite a bit. And I would think there'll be a lot of quick hitting stuff. Get it out of your hands. Be patient, Pat. You know, if it's not there, maybe make a play. And I don't think he'll be super compromised by his his ankle. Who knows? But someone could fall on it on the first play. Who the heck knows? Um, I I think the edge protection's a problem, though. You know, I I love the Chiefs O-line, but especially guard to guard. I think those edge guys are going to be a problem. And the the D-line in general, but this is a great matchup. I mean, again, Kelsey and Mahomes attacking that middle of the field over and over and over. And you're right, getting an early lead is massive here. It's it's going to be a little compact, and I I think it might be uh you know unless they're able to hit something a little catch and run maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the beginning of this football game is going to be a little bit of a feel out period, and maybe not a lot of points early, and then one of those where you know it looks like the under is going to hit for three quarters and all of a sudden in the fourth quarter, things start to open up, you know, yeah, yeah. And it's a, you know, a, a, a 34 to 31 final or something like that. But when it, when it comes to Patrick Holmes, when the chiefs have the ball, getting the ball out quick is really important. Yeah. And we, we I mean, you, you just have to go back to the last game. The Philadelphia Eagles played, they knocked out two quarterbacks, right? Because they were trying to, the, the 49ers were trying to run their, their normal offense, their normal stuff. And they had, they got mismatches and got their quarterbacks, hit because the ball didn't come out quick enough. So it's really important for Patrick Mahomes uh, not to get greedy early, get the ball out quick, play in rhythm, protect yourself, protect your own ankle. And 
and, and see if you can get down the field. And, and it's going to have to be slow, methodical drives, I think, to start the game. And then things might open up from there. But that's really important. And if they're not able to do that and the Eagles are able to get an early lead, I, I think that really leans in Philadelphia's favor. So um, uh, it's and look, and both quarterbacks are coming into this a little bit banged up, right? With Mahomes, it's the ankle with. Jaylen no one seems to be talking about the Hurts one, but yeah. he has not looked the same in a and month. He, he admitted yeah. before the NFC Championship game that he was not 100%. He's like, I'm not 100% right now. Yeah. And so that's a big deal. And a part of his, uh, you know, a lot of what makes him such a great player this year, why he was number two in MVP voting was because he's able to run around and make plays. If you're getting hit, um, either one of these quarterbacks could be potentially one one hit away from, you know, mm-hmm. being uh, a, a real problem for their football team. But I will say the number one aspect of having the extra week before the Super Bowl is guys getting healthy and looking at the Chiefs injury report. I mean, it's just really clear. Legereus Sneed, who's pretty important in this game, starting cornerback, was limited in practice this week, but I think he's going to end up playing as well and be fine. So um, I think that's the best part of it is both those quarterbacks getting an extra week healthier mm-hmm. and both teams getting an extra week healthier with a long grueling season, it doesn't look like injuries are going to be a big impact on this game. As long as those quarterbacks aren't getting hit a lot. I actually think it, everyone's going to focus on the Mahomes injury, but I think it actually favors Philadelphia, the extra week off in that they're old guys. I'm talking like Kelsey Lane, Johnson, Fletcher right. Cox, Brandon yeah. Graham, you know, like I bet they love the week on the couch, you know, like oh, and, and Lane a- Johnson was not hundred percent in the playoffs. And in fact, he was, he was laboring and still, I mean, he's so he's such a great player talking about yeah. hall of famers. He's a future hall of famer, like I seeing agree. him cut it out and, and play such a good game in the NFC championship when he was not moving around well. And you could tell he was hampered. It's just phenomenal. Yeah, I think that's big for them. You know, I don't know how much Kansas City will run the ball, but in a major way, Philly kind of tempts you to. They like to play with lighter boxes. That's why they have those massive human beings at defensive tackle now. I mean, the Joseph and Sue pick. When Jordan Davis is your fifth defensive tackle, you're in pretty good shape. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. And, and they don't care if you want to run play action, if you're going to show them some looks. The court, the The edge guys are quarterback hunters. Yeah, we're going to fly for the quarterback, you know, so they, they you know, uh, mm-hmm. they don't mind if you hand it off. And maybe that's why they get hit in the run game sometimes. But that's mm-hmm. the style they play. And it's a very aggressive style in that regard. And and you could see it all the way through the entire uh, football team offensively and defensively going forward on fourth downs and stuff with how aggressive Sirianni is in the, is a head coach. And, and mm-hmm. it's really on both sides of the ball. And, and something you talked about, I just wanted to elaborate on, too, is I do think you'll see a lot of slants, crossers, quick hitters to Kelsey, quick option routes, get it out of your hands in under three seconds, screens to slow down the the rush. But if I'm right about leaving Slay and Bradbury on islands a lot, there's going to be two or three times, even early in that feeling out process where Mahomes shrugs off a rusher, it turns four or five seconds into the play, and I don't care what corner you are, keeping up with Valdez Scantling 50 yards downfield could bite you, you know? Yeah. And, and I'm envisioning some, uh, some planned rollouts where they've got a protection scheme in place. So yeah, you're not yeah. even getting on Patrick Mahomes to, to make a second reaction play, even though he's so good at that, you know, you're getting a long rollout where you've got protect protection set up to make sure he's not getting hit and has this time to try to get that deep crosser on the opposite side of the field. And, mm-hmm. and yeah, so if they can make some big plays on offense, uh, then, then that'll be massive, obviously for the, for the Kansas City Chiefs, but you you, you mentioned it. You know, there's this going to be, you know, Sky Moore is going to be really important, and 
you know, Jarek McKinnon's going to be really important with Pacheco in the backfield with some of the stuff he's able to do as a receiver and handing the ball off to him and uh, giving some looks with the, you know, the jet motion and, and a lot of those things. So uh, it's going to be fun. And, and I can't wait to see how the, the chiefs attack that Eagles defense. But I mean, you gotta, you gotta imagine it's gonna be a whole lot of Travis Kelsey. I'm sure tons and tons. Uh, my last nugget for this side of the ball is, you know, we opened the show with, boy, this is Mahomes is getting better and better. One of the things that he's really improved upon this past 365 days, he doesn't take sacks anymore. And I know his line is good, but sacks are as much a quarterback stat as they are O-line. He has such a feel for extending plays, no one to throw it away. Like there's very few negatives. I mean, I think that's a strength versus strength. We know the Eagles had what, 70 sacks this year. I mean, they sack more than anyone and Mahomes is the best at not taking sacks right now. I think there's a big reason too why the sack production is so big for or there's multiple reasons why the mm-hmm. sack production has been so good for the Philadelphia Eagles. And uh, it, it's 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 twofold. One of them is because of how they play on offense and have the lead and they're able to quarterback yeah. hunt because they have the lead. And the other thing is how aggressive they are. And then the other thing is, you know, number three is just how talented they are up front. So players, kind of yeah. triple whammy there, which is why I said that the number one key for both of these teams is getting on the scoreboard early and getting on the scoreboard first. I think that's the number one key of the football game. I mean, like if you look at their sack numbers, they have three guys with 10 plus sacks, but they have very little sack production from off the ball linebackers, secondary players. I mean, they're all D linemen. And their and their sack to, per, to pressure percentage is is wild because mm-hmm. they didn't lead the league in pressures, but they almost set an all time record for sacks. So <laughs> right, right, when right. they do get pressures, they're getting home, and it's because they're aggressive. They're not caring about your window dressing and you faking a handoff. They don't care. Like yeah. Red, Reddick's going after the quarterback. Right? Reddick's going after the quarterback. Yeah, they're if, finishers too. Yeah, if you beat him with a handoff, it's fine. He can close right, and they have a lead, and they're able to to make teams one dimensional. So I think that's one of the big reasons why their sack total is so skewed out. Out even versus what their pressure percentages were throughout the year. Yeah, that's a good point. Next, what about when those Philadelphia Eagles have the ball on the offense? And I think we know what the Kansas City is going to try to try to do on defense. Can they achieve that though? Is the big question. Next. Today's episode of Peacock and Williamson is brought to you by TurboTax. Go to TurboTax and don't do your taxes. Meet with an expert who will do them for you. TurboTax experts can relieve you from the stress of taxes and file for you so you can do not taxes. Sing a not taxes a lullaby. Hope not taxes sleeps through the night. Grab a saddle and ride not taxes into the sunset. You get the idea, right? It's so much better not to do your taxes and allow an expert to do them for you. With TurboTax, an expert will do your taxes from start to finish, ensuring your taxes are done right guaranteed so you can so you can relax feels good to be done with your taxes doesn't it go to TurboTax and don't do your taxes visit turbotax.com to learn more into it turbotax full service products only video meeting while expert does your taxes required see guarantee for details at turbotax.com slash guarantees Jalen Hurts, a uh, big moment for him. Such an awesome season. We talked about how his shoulders hurt just a little bit. Uh, such a powerful player. The, the more I watch Jalen Hurts, the more it's it's. I just love seeing some of the plays he makes as a runner because he, he's not your average quarterback where it's like, okay, yeah, I think you got him down. And he's like, no, nah, I'm going to get four more yards here, you know, and, and I'm going to lean forward. And and it's and it, his – pro. I mean, if, if we're talking about Tom Brady passing the baton to Patrick Mahomes – Tom Brady's passing the 
QB sneak baton to oh, Jay, yeah, yeah. who's now the best QB sneaker in the NFL. And, <laughs> uh, and, and Sirianni loves to go for it on fourth down in the NFC Championship game. This fourth and three, huge play. It ended up being actually not a catch, but they ran to the line. They got the next playoff, and it counted on a four and three. That would have been a turnover on the first drive of the game, a turnover on downs. And this fourth and three, it wasn't fourth and one. It wasn't even QB sneak territory, and they went for it, right? So yeah, yeah. Um, aggressive on offense, and every team that plays – the Eagles, what they try to do is corral the quarterback, make him play from the pocket. And and we know that that's what, you know, uh, Spagnuolo is always really good at coming up with new ways to, to pressure teams and go at teams. But uh, at its simplest, they're going to try to do what every other team does. And it hasn't been super successful this year, but there are times that they've been able to do that. And of course, if Kansas City gets the lead, that's why this is so important. When the if the Eagles get the lead, they're able to run the ball. They're they're able to do what they need to do and be aggressive on defense. If they're not able to, now you're trying to corral Jalen Hurts' biggest moment, Super Bowl. Can he just deal from the pocket and go win this game through the air? Yeah, this side of the ball is very intriguing to me as well. And I think I mentioned it yesterday uh, when we had Louis on that I think. Spagnolo is a very aggressive, very accomplished, excellent defensive coordinator. I'm thinking he looks at this thing like, I know I'm going to allow yards on the ground. I know that this offense is going to be hard to stop. But if I can create a handful of negative plays, sack, strip, fumble, interception, I'm going to be a really risky play caller. I'm going to do cover zero with a seven-man blitz, you know, on unorthodox down and distance situations, stuff I've never put on tape. And Hertz is still a young quarterback, and he has struggled with blitz a little bit. But they'll probably also get burned over the top, too. That's why kind of why I like that Devontae Smith you know, MVP thing, because they'll probably get some shots downfield at least. But from a Chiefs defensive perspective, what would keep me up at night and my biggest fear is all that stuff's wonderful, but we just can't stop the run. You know, that their O-line is pushing our dudes back. And it almost just takes all the mystery out of it. And they just run and run and run. And they're double teaming Chris Jones. And he's slamming his helmet on the sidelines. And they don't have nose tackle types. And, you know, their front seven's fine. But it's a little bit more built to rush the passer. They want to have extra defensive backs on the field. And Kelsey and Lane Johnson are high-fiving after double teaming dudes and pulling and mashing you. Because I could see that happening. Absolutely. And and you – you know, it makes it a lot easier to play that brand of ball as if you have the lead and oh, you don't no have to worry about running down the field to try to score points from behind. And, mm-hmm. and so that's why I still think it's so massive for a team to get an early lead in this football game. Um, you know, I, I was thinking more about your bet for Devonte Smith mm-hmm. and it's better odds for Smith than Brown. That's why I picked him. Honestly. Yeah. <laughs> and I thought Brown with, might get doubled a little bit more with, with that same, uh, with that same idea though, A.J. Brown, I'm thinking, is a really good bet, and I might put some on mm-hmm. him because of that idea. But A.J. Brown and the the Chiefs run such a high percentage of press yeah. coverage. And Brown A.J. Kills Brown, Brown, I think, is second in the league against press coverage, where yeah. Devontae Smith is is good, but it was like 20-something in the right, league. Right, right, right. So that would point to maybe an A.J. Brown game. Uh, and and uh, it's not as good of odds, but it's still you know not quarterback mm-hmm. odds for MVP so AJ Brown is an interesting one as well but then you also think about if the wide receiver ends up being Super Bowl MVP the quarterback's probably going to end up getting in the war because that means he probably did something as well but um I, I like where your head's at there and I might go the AJ Brown side of it even though the odds aren't quite as good 
uh, because of his ability against press coverage. And he might get some of those one-on-ones if they're going in zero coverage and can Jalen Hurts go make some plays over the top. I 100% agree with you. The only reason I picked Smith over Brown is because it pays off better. <laughs> you know, and like right. it, one of these two, and I th- also think Brown, if there's going to be doubles, will be lean his direction more often. Smith is probably going to deal with more one-on-ones, but all your mm-hmm. points are dead on. Not that he's going to be in the MVP race, but I think Dallas Goddard's a big key and a big problem for this in this game as well. I, I took the over on his receiving yards as well. If you have any more notes, uh, let's hit them. Mm. But we got to make some picks here pretty soon as well. One little one. Both these teams are really, really bad on special teams. I've seen some metrics where they're 31 and 32 in the league. Chiefs have a good punter, but um, special teams are not a strength of either one of these teams. Interesting. It might come down to a kick. Yeah, right, right, right. Butker has not been very good this year. Yeah. And uh, yeah, don't be like, fumbling punt returns either because that's like you know we, we talk about so much and all of a sudden it's like oh my god biggest play of the game was a, a muff punt you know don't be that that's what worries me i mean this looks like a very even match i'm dreading picking it i i don't feel strong i'm definitely not going to put a dollar down on the winning game or the spread but if one of these teams screws it up on special teams they're going to lose you got i like i like the over but just ever so slightly. And I like the Chiefs just ever so slightly. I do think that that the 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 Eagles do, and a lot of people are talking about how the Eagles have a better football team overall. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's true. But if I'm gonna get a point and a half on this for the Kansas City Chiefs, and I, I think the X factor of Patrick Mahomes is more than makes up for it. And I think it's underrated how good of a roster the Chiefs have too outside of quarterback. Yeah, and so I like the Kansas sure. City Chiefs in this one. I like the Kansas City Chiefs 31-27. And the key to me is if the Eagles can score 30 points. If the Eagles can get that touchdown, it's 34-31 Eagles instead. But I've got Kansas City Chiefs 31-27. Wow. I also have Kansas City 31, but Eagles 32. So I expect a very, I mean, similar, extremely high scoring game, especially in the second half. I could see a feeling out process, but I think it's going to be body blow, body blow, you know, for the first two quarters. And then haymakers start raining down. There's just too much talent on offense. Mahomes gets his groove going. It's just drive after drive and really, really fun football. Um, I hadn't thought of it from a spread perspective. So I guess I would take the point and a half because I have the the Eagles winning by one, you know, but I look at that. I hate the idea of not picking Mahomes in this game. Hate. Yeah, it's so hard. <laughs> I don't definitely see this game going either way. I think it's going to be a right. really good one. But uh, I'm, I'm going to bet on Mahomes and and Andy Reid and the Kansas City Chiefs here. And yeah, looking at the FanDuel line, one and a half. The Eagles are favored, so I'm going to take those one and a half points. And it looks like we both are. And it looks like we're both going over the fifty point five point total. I mean, I feel like I don't know much about basketball, but I feel like this Western team is really good. San Antonio's loaded. They got the best roster in the league. I'm going to pick them over Jordan. Like, is that really yeah. smart? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, that's really good. Yeah. And that's why. So, uh, and I think it could be one of those games where it's like feeling out period early. It's tight three quarters. You're thinking, oh man, there's only, you know, 20, 27 total points on the board right now. Mm-hmm. And then the fourth quarter is kind of like, boom, boom, boom. Oh, boy, and right. yeah. And, and they get over that. And so, um, yeah, like the Kansas city chiefs in this one by a little, but man, uh, the, the Philadelphia Eagles are so good. And if they can play their game, 
uh, it could be a really long afternoon, evening, depending on where you are for the Kansas City Chiefs. Good stuff. Looking forward well, to it. Absolutely. And of course, we'll have it all broken down for you Monday. Thanks, everybody, for making Peacock and Williamson your first listen. Uh, after this game, it will be off-season mode. Of course, we're going to stay with you every single day, all off-season long, talking free agency, talking draft, talking trades, and Monday. Post. I did my first mock draft last night, by the way. Oh, how about That's that? going to debut next week. <laughs> how about debut them apples? Post-Super Bowl. We'll have it all for you right here, Peacock and Williamson.